When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This week on Thinker Girl, the podcast. Welcome to episode four of the Thinker Girl Summer Series. Emma Chalmers, Natasha Belling, and of course, Rosie Reese joins us on the show. The Thinker Girls. Hello. Hola. Hello. Hi. The Thinker Girls. Thanks for joining our show. Hello. Hello. Hey, guys. Hi. Hello. Oh, hi, girls. <laughs> the Thinker Girls. All the thoughts you're thinking but not saying. Hey, guys. Happy summer holidays and welcome to episode four of the Thinker Girls Summer Series. Is it Summer Series or Summer Sessions? I forget because, like... Stacey and I are recording these separately, obviously. It's Christy P.S. I don't know if I already said that, but anyway. Um, so it's weird. I've got written down summer series, but then I don't know if, if Stacey said s- sessions. I feel like sessions sessions a bit, is a bit like summer sesh, like where you're smashing heaps of coronas, um, which is not what I'm doing right now. In fact, we're in at work when we're actually knocked off on, from holidays and that's how much we love doing this podcast because we're just obsessed. Everyone at work was like, the fuck are you doing here? You know when you do that awkward thing where you say good, this big, grand goodbye to everybody and, oh, 2016, what a lovely year and Merry Christmas and Happy New Year and all of that and see you in six weeks, I miss you. And then we're back like literally three days later. We're like, hey, guys, uh, we've got to record something for the podcast. But we love it sick and we love that you're listening. Let us know what you're up to, P to the S. This is the thing, right? Um, everybody that listens to the podcasts that's on our Facebook page, that listens to the show on Kiss or Mix across the country, you legit are in our posse. We always say this when we write back, and we do write back and read every single Facebook direct message that you guys send. We always do say that. Thanks for being in our posse. Thanks for being in our posse. It is not a throwaway line. We legitimately are so lucky to have so many amazing people love and support and be on board and basically just be friends with, <laughs> be friends with us and it's such a cool feeling to know that there is such a big extended group of people that have your back and that I don't know can call you out on stuff because it's I don't know it's not all of the it's not all that's what friendships are right like you're not expecting that yeah you go girl for every single thing like we love that about you guys we love that about our posse that if we put up a post or we say something that contradicts ourselves or I don't know whatever people pull us up on that will be they'll, they'll comment and they'll let us know what they think and you will write well hang on that doesn't really make sense or, or you've made a spelling error here or what's this post all about like we absolutely adore you guys for just being on board and, and really being in our posse. We really do mean that from the bottom of our hearts. So we do hope that you are loving your summer sick, whatever you're getting up to. Um, this is episode four and the final episode of the summer series where we look back and take a little trip down memory lane of 2016 because I tell you what, there have been some fucking phenomenal women join us over the last 12 months. So whittling it down to just a few fave moments is very hard. I mean, it's very tricky. 
And here's, here's the thing, because Stacey and I like, can't do everything together. We can't uh, ask each other for help because this is a bit of a surprise, like, because we'll listen to each other's no doubt. Um, so I can't be like, what's your favourite moment? Can you help me with my favourite moment? So it's weird sitting here on your own and doing things. Like, I realise how reliant I am on her, just full hashtag life. <laughs> but anyway, I want to bring to the table um, one of my fave episodes. And it was one actually quite recently with life coach Emma Chalmers, who has her own podcast, Rebelology. You need to check it out. It's fucking phenomenal. One of our listeners actually sent us a DM and she was like, oh, this would be right up your alley, girls. Your podcast reminds me heaps of Emma Chalmers' um, Rebelology podcast. And it is irreverent. It is thought-provoking. And it's just, I don't know. You know those people that before you've even met them, you just kind of have this connection where you go, yeah, you're, yeah, you're on my level. I like you. There's something going on. There's good energy. Emma Chalmers um, is exactly that kind of chick. She's ballsy. She's brave. And she says it like it is, which we absolutely adore in people. Because you know what? It's actually quite rare these days. Um, And of a similar vein, that's what she shared on the podcast. She brought to the table courageous conversations. How the fuck do you have them? And this was literally, as we were listening and we were sitting in the little studios we were recording, I got my phone out. I opened notes. And as she was talking away, and as I was listening to her talk about this topic, I started taking notes. And I haven't told Emma this, um, but I should let—I should actually send her an email or a Facebook message to let her know. I have gone back to this message countless amounts of times since a couple of months back when we spoke to her because there was one piece of advice that she gave that you're about to hear as we revisit it that I wrote down that has seriously and truly helped me in conversations and, and in relationships in my life. Um, and if you haven't heard it, I'm very excited for you too because it's certainly something that, that rang true for me, especially because I find it I find it tricky to have open conversations, you know. And I think that might be a bit of a shock to people because it's like, yeah, you talk for a living, but those those real those real conversations that really matter. So whether it's ones with with Stace or with my boyfriend or with family members, I think sometimes the more important those convos are and the more they mean, the more I put them off. And it's something that I'm certainly working on. And moving forward um, into this year of 2017, it's certainly something I'll be focusing on even more because I know it's something that um, I'll probably for the rest of my life have to continue to push myself and challenge myself with. So the key to uh, courageous conversations was something that Emma Chalmers shared on the podcast and we want to revisit it now. It is episode four of the Thinker Girl Summer Series. How to have courageous conversations. Those conversations where we turn around and go, oh, I could get so much resolve if I actually just spoke to the person face to face as opposed to letting your head play around with what actually has happened and it ends up getting totally distorted and you go into complete avoidance, shut it down, and you end up never resolved. Oh, this is that's something I, ca- I cannot wait to speak to you about because <laughs> I am, uh, I'm somebody that does this a lot and I'm trying to, to change that, but it's a very natural space that I find myself being in this avoidance. And sometimes the bigger, the more I avoid, which I know makes no sense. Absolutely. And it's so common because, as I said, that token, theatre of the mind. Mm-hmm. Because we've had, like, if we had, and it doesn't have to be from a, um, an intimate relationship, any relationship. So we have a falling out with a girlfriend, something happens at work, or that person then says, or you leave a job, or any connection that we've had unresolved 
the ego fills in gaps about what really happened mm-hmm. and it's the most dramatic and it's the you know it's the most bitchy it's the most um you know it, it's the most unjust version because we have to validate a certain reason why it was over or why it left or and we don't realize that if we were ever given that space to actually just speak to the person or the situation from an honest standpoint from an honest position um everything i mean everything instantly resolves not the mm-hmm. fact that the you know that the relationships or um get resolved in you it it's interesting. Resolved. We're going to kick off with that and because I think both of our gems this week really roll into a very yeah, similar space. Do. So, um, you know, mine is that I want to talk about how I live in this kind of creative, you know, this I really try and harness and protect my creative mind um, because it took me a long time to even admit that I had one. Uh, but now that I do that, I find sometimes I live in my own world a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's, and because I, I'm on my own, yeah. it's very easy for me to be a bit confused as to what I'm, I think I'm communicating versus what I am. So it's yeah. really linked closely to you. And yeah. yours is also linked really closely. Yeah, I want to talk about um, I've just realised more and more and more, especially recently, that I need challenge in conversation and in all conversations so around they all my roll life. in. So, yeah. Emma, do you want to continue though on, on this kind of idea? Or it's particularly I'm interested in about how our brain is kind of set up to, to I suppose, provide this to us as an initial way of approaching things. Yeah, absolutely. Because if you go right back to the primal wiring of the brain, that it, it alerts us to threats. We have this part, I mean, clearly we're not back in the day where we used to, you know, have to worry about a lion jumping over the hill and that we have to protect our village. But we have this kind of like, you know, sensatory to turn around and go, where is the threat to our, back then, survival? Now it's to our well-being, to our emotional well-being. Mm-hmm. Um, where is their deceit? Are we being spoken about poorly? Is there, so there's kind of like this high alert response that we have to anything that could um, take us by chance surprise us, shock us, get us on the back, go, I wasn't ready for that, or I don't know what to do about that. So things that make us uncomfortable are like the animal from back in the day. Yeah, (laughs) The ego hates not being able to be in control of the situation. So what it does is it wants to feed you a situation that tells you it's all right, we didn't need it anyway. I'm really guilty of this too. I'm so guilty of this, especially in the last... In the last week or so, I don't know, there's been something that's gone on in my life where it's very easy for me to be in this place where where you say the ego fills in gaps, where you, it's oh. almost like you imagine this scene of like a Mean Girls movie where you're like, totally. everybody's doing this, everyone's talking about me, everybody's ganging up, everybody hates me. Yep, and then absolutely. And then it looks for threats. That yeah. part of your survival goes, who's going to take me out? Who's the person that's deceiving me? You're in on it as well. So that's, that's why it felt like ganged up in teenage years, mm. that everyone hated you and when enter- really... Enter why everyone has anxiety. Yeah, and really it was only maybe one or two people that might have said one or two things, but because you're wanting to source out the threat of your well-being and your stability, so it fills in the most dramatic scenario that gives your mind peace as into why you need to go into a state of blocking or avoidance. Like mm-hmm. I'm talking like this isn't like from a serious threat um, why people walk away from relationships that are actually incredibly toxic and incredibly... Um, um, threatening, like as in, if I'm kind of talking about that, you know, when sort of um, something happens and it creates an anguish or it creates conflict, and all it needs is a courageous conversation to go, listen, what's all that about? But there's a difference really between happens. threat and discomfort. 
I think Pardon. that's what we miss. Like, I think, you know, threat where somebody is abusing you, whether it's physically, mentally, whether it's you're unhappy, it's not working, you know, in a relationship or at work or wherever, those things are threats because they are debilitating that you're, you being your best self. But being uncomfortable is not the same thing. I think that's where often people will justify yeah. behaviour about reacting to an uncomfortable feeling because they tell themselves, exactly as you say, that it's bigger than what it actually is and totally. that everybody mm. is obsessed with not feeling uncomfortable. So then run away from it to the point where then they create situations, in my opinion, Does the opposite. where yeah. yeah, work starts becoming really fucked. Your relationships do start breaking down. Things do become a threat because if you avoid the uncomfortable for so long, mm. things will become threatening because you've not dealt with things, I think, as well. So that's like a, a bit of a heavier, deeper end of it. But but I'm on – I'm and my I had a bit of an argument with my friend about this today because I'm very metaphysics. I believe that, mm. you know, you kind of do in some way, shape or form, create everything in your existence. Um, I know that's a bit far-fetched for a lot of people. But I think in the end, if you don't have those kinds of uncomfortable conversations with yourself mm. or with other people – then pretty quickly, on the flip side, then things do start to become a threat because you've you've avoided because they're in you. Because I think yeah, I I agree with what you're talking about with the whole you know your thoughts become your life kind of vibe. So if you're not if you're not dealing with that feeling of whatever of whatever it is, um, it's still it's stuck in you somewhere. What's your take on that, Emma? Well, the big I can hear exactly what you're saying. The big destruction of that actually is. What the bigger threat, even more so, is we start to develop a data file that we collect through experience that starts to form a belief that um, I'm not good in relationships. Uh, I don't, I, uh, girlfriends will eventually walk out on you. Um, I'm too confrontational. I, 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 right? And we end up labeling who we are based on this data file that we keep gathering based on experience that starts to make us believe that we're something we're actually not. As opposed to turning around going, I actually do conflicts really well. I actually am comfortable in that discomfort and I'm more than happy to have an honest conversation. If the person isn't willing to have an honest conversation with you and they were being a bit manipulative and a bit bitchy, you can kind of extract out to go, cool, I tried. I just wanted to offer you my insight, my explanation. I wanted to just let you know how I was interpreting the situation. But, you know, because some people aren't ready to meet you in an honest space. But what you have to do is put yourself into a position where you've at least put your hand up and you've at least called or you've at least reached out to go, hey, this is just at least to the point of at least honesty. You've just change your belief pattern about how you end relationships some relationships are just destined to end the contract is up the friendship's done the work job is done everything is expired however how you leave it speaks to how you create the next one it's so interesting because i think as well avoidance can look in so many different ways like you can turn the other way in my example particularly with relationships i think my avoidance has been that i'm on top of it and yeah. that I'm really out there and trying and trying to activate ways to meet people and do all of that when actually I think, well, what I've learned, actually getting relationships is about working on yourself um, and not ignoring that. And, and I think I had all kinds of different avoidance factors of what, ways. So, like, so, so you putting, tell yourself you're... So putting out there that you're working on it yet not working on yourself is 
the way yeah. you avoid it. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And so it's not like, uh, it's not as obvious as I'm not going to have the conversation. Mm. It's I'm having the conversation. I'm just not having the right one. Oh, yeah, I see what you're talking about. One. Yeah, I'm not having the, the honest one, one with myself. Oh. Exactly. I just, the von the words I just moved away from the mic Emma the vulnerable one yep. the one that makes you vulnerable the one that's that's not the expert with all the advice yeah yes, you know but the one that turns around and goes I am a work in progress I too had a reaction out of hurt fear blah blah, blah. if you go to your innocent space of where everything that we do that comes from in, in conflict. Um, if we go into that space to go, um, I had. If you just go into that honest space, which is where people interpret that as being vulnerable, that is where the greatest resolve can happen mm. for you, not necessarily for the other person, not necessarily for the for the um, you know, the rekindle of the friendship or the you know, relationship or whatever. For you, I you think, can't I go th- through life fearing confrontation and courageous conversations. You have to be able to dive into them and suck them up all juicy, take them with what it is that they're willing to offer because you can't be fearful of courageous conversations. I, th- I think that's a really good point that you make and I feel like with your com- you know, your sense of um, avoidance, so mine is sometimes the opposite. It's interesting how you said, Emma, the sto- what's the what's the story you're telling yourself like where you're, when you're filing it away? Almost that ex- oh, excuse totally. that you kind of give yourself. And for me, when I avoid things, often where it's really big stuff or people that I care about, I tell myself, I'm like, I'm avoiding it because um, this deserves more of my time or I'll ignore this phone call now because that person deserves all of me or I'll, I'll put off this gross conversation because I don't want to spoil this I don't know, this next bid or this, this next week because this is important week. So I'll, I'll make sure that I, I put that off to a time where it's easier. And o- almost in a way, I kind of tell myself I'm doing the right thing by not putting that other person in a situation where they have to deal with the confrontation. And I think totally. that's why you excuse it. And the longer it goes on, the harder it is to kind of have that conversation. Mm. And if you've ever experienced one, if you've ever had a, had a blowout, right? And all of a sudden, all you do is just the two of you, you sit down and you end up getting that chat and you kind of go in the back of your head, you go, oh my God, I blew this up to being so much more than what it was. Or that person breaks open and they tell you the truth and you go, I get it. They go, I get it. And whether it peters off and it never becomes anything else, then it doesn't necessarily matter. But so many times you can cut through the dramatic bullshit that your brain has just created in an Academy Award-winning performance to why that person shouldn't be in your life. They're toxic and they shouldn't be there, blah, blah, blah. Right? It's a really valid, easy thing to get into. But what's really important is your mental resolve and your emotional resolve around how you choose to end relationships. You know how you always say that you can tell a lot about a man, about how he treated his ex? Mm-hmm. And you can tell a lot about how they closed their last relationship. Or it just means that they were happy to go into a confronting space that meant they might have to own their shit, put their hand up and go, cool, that's an area I'm going to have to work on in the future for myself and call it out. Do you want to butt in on this conversation? Get it off your chest, girlfriend. Join in our weekly Facebook forum where you get to say exactly what you're thinking and you could be featured in the next show, facebook.com slash thinkergirls. Hey, bros, it's Christy here. How good is Emma Chalmers, P.S.? Check out our podcast. It is called Rebelology. Um, it is episode four and the final episode of our summer series um, because guess what? It's summer. 
And then there's four episodes, so that's what we call a series, friends. It's Christy here. Stacey's in around, in case you haven't noticed. Um, we're doing these separately, reflecting on some of our fave moments, our fave guests for 2016 that have joined us and shared the love on Think You Go the podcast. Um, it's really very hard going through this list, going, mm, what is my favourite? Because so many of them are your favourites for different reasons, but... One that I got so many belly laughs from was Natasha Belling, who is, of course, a journal and a newsreader and a telepresenter on Channel 10. You might see her on Studio 10, The Project, every now and then. Um, And the hilarious part about recording a podcast, right, is that you can record it in rando spots. So, like, when we first started recording, Stacey would press record from her radio studio where she was doing Brecky Radio in Cairns. I was living in uh, Aubrey at the time, but... My family and my boyfriend, because we did long distance for like four and a half years, they were in Melbourne, which is like a four-hour drive, sometimes four and a half, five-hour drive in traffic away. So then as soon as I would finish at about 10 a.m. on a Friday, I would jump in my little Yaris and I would hit the Hume Highway, um, pedal to the metal, because I just wanted to get back to what I considered. I was like, oh, this is my life. I need to get back to Melbourne where my peeps are. It was this weird kind of time. I mean, I am getting a bit sidetracked. It's not about me. Um, well, it kind of is because it's my fave gem, so shut up. Not joking. Um, but I would I would get out of Aubrey as soon as I bloody could because I wanted to get back to Melbourne. But in the middle of that drive, I would drive for probably about two hours, halfway through Queensland time with the time difference in Victoria. Stace would send me a text, be like, are you ready? And then I would pull over on the side of the road and there would be B-doubles and all of these huge-ass trailers and trucks going past doing, you know, 110 down the Hume Highway. Um, and I would say to Stace, can you hear Can you hear the trucks going past? Because they would whoosh right past. So I would be like in this little Yaris, this buzz box of a car, like pulled into like two-metre-high grass right off the side of the highway. And that is where we first started recording on a freaking phone line. Um And I kind of love that a lot of that has not changed even here where we are 2016 slash 2017. And we were in a fancy studio and yeah, we've got a radio show that's national and all this stuff, but we have not strayed far from that because I tell you what, there are some of our guests that still chat to us on Thinking Girl, the podcast in fucking random places. And Natasha Belling um, was one of those people. She was in the car and she had her two young kids in the back as we were recording. And I think they were at the park because she dropped them at the park or she picked them up like hashtag multitasking, but she was doing stuff as we were chatting to her and hilariously, with her two young sons, I'm pretty sure they're both boys, they were in the car. Um, my gem that I wanted to bring to the table was the key to your orgasm. So hilariously, we had to try and come up with this secret coded language, right? That we couldn't say the word orgasm, we couldn't say the word sex, we couldn't say the word come. So we had to make up all of these different words because, of course, we were on speaker. We were on Bluetooth through her car with her two, you know, like children in the in the back of the car so it was certainly a test for how creative we could be and it just brought so many belly laughs so many lols um so here is one of my faves for 2016 natasha belling with uh feet her two children in the back of the car the key to your orgasm it is the thinker girls summer series tash are your boys out of the car now <laughs> 
They are. I've pulled up at the football field. Oh, good. Okay. I just wanted to double check before because going into this gym. It was either going to be the young. big opportunity and Chrissy was going to have to make up a new story. Which or I'm completely turning, fine with because I'm quite a good bullshit the, artist. Or it was turning. Hang on. Just a second. One's come back into the car. Okay. <laughs> it is now the big opportunity <laughs> rather than the big orgy. And I love opportunities. In, uh, in we fact. Can, we can. We can code name it opportunity. Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. Okay. All right. Um, I was. Um, yeah, how do I put this? Getting jiggy with it. I yeah. I was doing the horizontal dance with my partner. <laughs> Oh, yeah, with my boyfriend this week because we've been going to dance class and been actually, funnily enough, practicing quite a bit. And dance I dance class, code name, mate. Oh, come God. on, catch on here, catch sorry. on here. I was like, actually, you got me. I Are you picking up what I'm putting sorry, down? Sorry, it's Friday. I was like flipping out because who I'm doesn't like, you've love dancing? Who doesn't love a good dance class? Well, that's you right. know what I mean. I just didn't think that you like that kind of dancing. But okay. I know, and and you want to try dancing with the stars? I get to Leave it with me. Leave it with me. Um, I'm fine with my dancing partner currently, though. Um, anyway, so we were we were in the midst of practice, and um, yes. he had already finished his dance routine, okay. and I was kind of yes. like, oh my god, I've, I'm still doing a bit of a solo tap number here. <laughs> I'm not sure how much longer I'm going to be expected to do this dance. Anyway, and he was like, let me help you finish a solo routine. I've got the key. Yes. The key to a decent solo routine that women are looking for everywhere yeah. across the globe. And I said, what do you mean you've got the key? He goes, I've got the key to your big opportunity. <laughs> I've been with this guy, Tash, for seven years and I was like, what? It was news to me. Like, obviously, I, I knew that there'd been big... We've well, had plenty of opportunities big before. opportunities. Big opportunities over the time that we've been together. But I never knew that he had it down to a finite art or a key as I he's talking about. I think everyone needs to go home and ask their partner now if they have the key to yeah, the opportunity. It's because so interesting. If they know the key and they're not, you know, talking about how they know it, that's, that is the best conversation I think you could have. So so first up, I go, what I'm do you... <laughs> after seven years of ballroom dancing why he dropped this bombshell. <laughs> That's what I reckon too. But I, this is the what, thing. What's the time now? He's always had the key, but we've never actually had a conversation about what how that key is cut, yeah, like right. the intricate details of what it takes <laughs> to open the door to the big opportunity. Yeah, right. Like I've always just, like there's, he knows how to do it. Like that's, that is no question about that. But I never actually knew that it was so. A plus B equals yeah, C. Yeah, it was like squared, just so definitive. Upside down. So anyway. Flip, flip, flip so straight your uncle split. So straight away I go, well, what is it? Oh my God. And he goes, can't tell you. It's secret business, but I'll just whip out the key and I'll do it. And I'm laughing because I think sometimes that's the best. When you're when you're doing the dance routine and you're laughing, that's my favorite type of dance routine uh-huh. um, with somebody because you just, I don't know, feel completely comfy. And anyway, he starts getting the key out of his pocket and I am start <laughs> laughing. And then probably about 30 seconds in, I was like, Oh my god! I've just got I've got the big opportunity. It's here, okay. <laughs> and it happened. Ta-da. Ta-da! And the dance routine. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The dance routine was, was a success. Was as an absolute success. Cash. Standing ovation. You're in a relationship. You're married. Yes, you're very, very happily yet? married. But I'm just wondering. Have you ever had the conversation is- about the opportunity? <laughs> like, is that it's, it's, it's happened? Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know love, anyone that's having love, that. Love, I love opportunities, but yes. I, in, in, in regards to I'm. Absolutely astounded. Does your partner just bring out the new opportunities for special occasions? Yeah. She's more... What do you mean? Like the actual... No, no, no. I've always known that that's been... I've always known that what what the actions are gets me to the opportunity. Like yeah. it wasn't a surprise right. thing or a new but he, thing. But he, it's just the words it was the two. It was the actual word and it was, it was a... Tri- he did a triple threat. That's what that's what the key what was. What do you mean? But you did you already know what the triple threat was? Yeah. But I didn't know in conjunction all at once would take thirty seconds to the final standing ovation. Like oh. I knew I I knew I liked all three elements individually, but I didn't know he was like triple threat go thirty seconds and then it's D Day. Wow. Like it was actually that efficient. <laughs> You're trying to think of what the three I feel elements like are. A <laughs> no, I was trying to think of what mine would be. Like I was trying to think what if someone was to say to me, "I've got your key." Yeah. What that would be? Do you know? Well, I think the, do you reckon the key? I think the key changes. Uh, it can it can change depending on my mood too. Yeah, right. But at that time, he sensed that that was the right key on the key. So you've got separate keys. Yeah, separate keys. Whoa, lots do you, of keys. Do you have one key, Tash, or lots of keys? I have lots of keys, and I feel very sorry sometimes for the poor, lovely partners trying to juggle all those keys. Yeah, like a janitor. Yeah, yeah like it's a got janitor. A, you know, in, a, in an American high school big movie. Big ring of keys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, which one today? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what they need? Can't, and sometimes they just can't find it. But you know what they really want? They what? want a skeleton key. What's that? Because the skeleton key goes like real estate agents. They've got the key to everywhere. I'm fascinated. If you haven't had that conversation though, because it might not be something that you ever bring up, go and have it. Yeah, it's Let so us fun. know if you're having the conversation about the keys because we want to hear how that went down. Because I really enjoyed hearing that about you and Zane have just talking about that. It's hilarious and very, very lovely. Like yeah. it's nice. I I agree and I just I just am going to ask my husband tonight about wonderful opportunities in the future yes. oh my god and if you... he's got any if he's got any key suggestions that is just the best oh, we we adore I that that will happen many wonderful suggestions oh good on him good oh, on that's him. the best good on that janitor <laughs> <laughs> and to all the janitors across the world we salute you yeah. <laughs> all i'm gonna say is next time i see that person with or even a jail warden with all of those keys on his pocket You'll think of us <laughs> i know so will I. And so will everyone. I think the, the moral like, of the story. We'll be like, wow, he's a powerful, powerful man. 
And Janet is Indeed. usually like 60-year-old men, which is the best because they've been in the game yeah, long they've enough. Been yeah. They've been around. They've been around. Tash, it's been absolutely a real treat chatting to you this time. We really appreciate your time and we tr- appreciate your boys' time yeah. too. <laughs> Oh, thank you for your patience. It's a, a pupil-free day, and as every busy working mum knows, it's the juggle and the struggle, and we get there in the end. Well, you can make it work. Doesn't you know? There's just all different ways yeah. around it, I think. Um, but we do really appreciate <laughs> yeah, it, thanks, and Tash. Um, and yeah, of course, you can see Tash on all the different ten programs. Studio Ten, she's on the news um, as well as on the project. Which, when I was on the project, you were on the panel, Tash, where we were talking about oh, Tinder. Were we was, talking about Tinder? So yeah. Funny. It was, it was my... so much fun, and then I actually went and Googled, which was even more disturbing. The And I know we mentioned it on air with uh, Michelle, uh, the, the profile shots of men with tigers. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, she everywhere. loved that. She did. She adored she, it. She did. I, well, yeah, it's interesting because she's obviously going into that path herself. Like for the yes. you know for the first being time single, of being yeah. new and yeah, yeah. It's, it's an interesting space but I to play. Didn't even know that was a thing. So <laughs> what I love is every day I learn something new in my job. Like today, I learned the importance of great opportunities. <laughs> yeah, I reckon you're welcome. Yes, you are welcome. Uh, uh, Tash Balling, it's been a delight. Until next time, thanks, Tash. Bye. Thanks so much, ladies. Thanks, Tash. Follow the Thinker Girls on Insta for all the thoughts you're thinking but not saying, just with a Valencia filter. Wait a second. I really like X-Pro 2 lately. I am all about Gingham now. Big Gingham fan myself. Gingham. The Thinker Girls on Instagram. Hey, dudes. Happy summer. We are... Oh, here's the weird thing. I keep saying we. It's just me. It's just Christy here. Stacey is not here. This is the thing when you're so used to having somebody that you're literally joint at the hip with. Like we went on holidays because we're recording this in December, right? Um, After we've knocked off work, we've finished the radio show. So we've had like four days since we finished. Um, We have literally seen each other more than once every single one of those days. (laughs) I just can't get enough of each other. Seriously. Um, this is episode four and the final episode of the summer series for the Thinker Girls and Thinker Girl, the podcast for 2016. We have spoken to some absolutely amazing women this year. Um, so it's a very hard to go through and, and just pick out a few faves, but I suppose at the very core of this podcast and the whole reason that it began and the, and the crux of what we did and the pushing ourselves and pushing each other to share and really open up because, I don't know, so much of the time you think you're going through life experiencing shit on your own where you go, oh, my God, I'm the only one that's ever felt like this or I feel so alone or I bet nobody else has gone through this. It's funny because there's such a power in, in really opening up and starting a conversation because I tell you what, often you think you are the only one that's going through something and chances are you absolutely not. So at the very core of this podcast that started on a phone line almost four years ago now, um, as a bit of escapism really from our brekkie radio shows that Stace and I were doing where it was, you know, you're you're allowed to show a certain section of yourself from A to D and then from D to Z, you know, like you keep that off air. Um But anybody that's listened to the podcast before or followed us or, I don't know, recently come across us will know that there is no part that goes into hiding. There is no part 
um, that's hidden away and there's no part that is not allowed to be showcased or encouraged to be showcased um, through all of our platforms online and on Facey and this podcast and the radio show. So it's very, it's a very, very special, very sacred thing to do to share all of yourself, the light bits and the fun bits and the silly bits, but then also the dark bits um, and the full-on bits and the bits the bits that you don't even really talk to anybody else about. And Rosie Rees, oh, this woman, I tell you what, um, this was a podcast recorded a couple months back um, that we just, we pressed stop on record and Stace and I looked at each other and we just, well, I think we both went, wow. She was so open and so vulnerable Um and so courageous in talking about what she talked about and shared with us um, on the podcast that what it did was it really allowed for the two of us to push ourselves and go inside ourselves and share something that, to be honest, I wasn't really ready to – not that I wasn't ready, but I, I wasn't planning on talking about this particular gem until we had such a beautiful – therapeutic kind of convo with Rosie that I was like nah fuck this I'm gonna I'm gonna change up what I was going to talk about and I want to now speak about um authenticity and really rediscovering my not just rediscovering actually discovering my authentic self and essentially getting to know that myself that person myself and then reintroducing that authentic self that authentic Christy to everybody in my life um, so it's a pretty it's a pretty special person, I guess, that can make make us share more than we do because we go deep. But this this felt like a very very safe space after the tone that Rosie set. Um, feeling all loved up right now, that's for sure. Um, this is Rosie Rees. I want to talk about um, authenticity because. I've been doing a lot of work on myself um, for most of this year, actually, um, speaking to a therapist. And, and initially that began with the fact that I was like, I, for probably over a decade, have had a problem with alcohol where I have been able to ignore it because I'm a binge drinker. And I'm like, well, everybody else binge drinks. I'm not drinking Monday to Friday. Um, and I'm coping and I'm I'm kind of able to be to be a normal functioning person. Just sometimes I drink too much, I black out, and then I have to apologize for things that I have no idea about. And that cycle's got, you know, went on for, for well, 10 years, more than 10 years, pretty much the entire time I've been drinking. So I knew this year, I was like, something's got to shift, something's got to change and starting to talk to a therapist and things. And initially I was like, it was just kind of scratching the surface stuff. Like if you decide not to drink, you know, here's some of the, the suggestions of, of reasons why or you know order a mocktail or like how much how big is a standard drink and and all this kind of stuff like skills yeah skills and at first I was like oh far out like I know all of this stuff like we learned it when I was 16 in high school like for god's sake so parents have been preaching it since you started drinking um in terms of what's the size of a standard drink all this stuff but I've been that with the same therapist yeah 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 oh how interesting yeah because that was kind of dancing around she was yeah yeah. it was the it was the kind of initial way in Mm. but I feel like now, um, and she would have absolutely sensed that I wasn't, I wasn't ready to talk about, you know, the deeper stuff, all of the other stuff that was linked. And because um, at first I was so in denial about it. I was like, yeah. I love my life. 
I've got a good life. I've got a good family. I've got a great, a great job and a great career and a great partner. You know, I just drink too much every now and then and that's it. There's nothing more to it. But the further I go and it extends way more than just the drinking, but I suppose that's been a bit of a, a conduit for me to investigate and do a lot more self-work and self-development. And that's anyway, a bloody good word, isn't it? conduit yeah I thought you'd like that well one. done how's that for bloody free yeah. uh, <laughs> anyway I've just started reading this book that I'm fucking obsessed with and I think not just for anybody with um, issues with addiction um, or maybe somebody that knows somebody with an issue with addiction but I just feel like this book um, has just been so it's just so helpful for anybody because it's uh, focused on 10 principles instead of like a you know a 12-step program that's very kind of rule based and this is these are the yes these are the no's and these are the rules that we have to live by or this kind of reliance on on those um those rules and and ethics and religion kind of thing I didn't really like the the vibe of that because I was like everything everything changes I'm changing situation changes I want I want to delve a bit deeper to bigger kind of core values of myself that can then be applied for this. And different stuff resonate with different personalities, I think. Mm. Absolutely. But this book is called Rewired. It's by Erica Spiegelman and it focuses on these 12 core principles and, um, you know, like honesty and integrity and all this stuff. I love that word. Yeah. Which? Rewired. Rewired. It's It's so good. um, It's like Bethany Frankel's book, uh, Breaking the Chains. Yeah. Because and she's got a podcast that I've I literally I think I've smashed like thirty episodes in the last week. Like because they're about twenty thirty minutes every time I'm possibly in the car or walking or even like a five minute drive I'll chuck one on. It's been so so helpful. That's nice. Yeah, and essentially she gets lots of different experts on blah 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 talking about you genuinely have to rewire pathways in your brain um, to relearn and retrain and reintroduce yourself to um, patterns of behavior. And the chapter that I'm up to at the, at the moment and doing a lot of work on is authenticity. And um, I don't know, it's quite confronting at first, you know, big questions about, you know, what is your why? What makes you happy? What masks do you wear? Um, what happens when you, ta- you know, what do you think would happen if you were to take your masks off and all this kind of stuff. And essentially, I feel like over the last couple of weeks, this has definitely been something that I've been focusing on whereby I genuinely, and it sounds a bit wanky because I haven't actually said it out loud yet, but it, I genuinely do feel like I am reintroducing my authentic self to the world basically and getting to know even myself who that is and that's kind of full on when you I don't know try and even kind of start that kind of work I think it feels really full on because you're feeling so exposed Mm. and also to some degree I'm not saying you feel this but I think sometimes for me when I've gone through things in the past I almost feel not embarrassed but I'm like like how am I not like how did I miss some part Mm. you know but I think from the outside and just so you know I think we do have masks and I don't think people probably click because Mm. a everyone's so self-involved so everybody's kind of just doing their thing but b you might feel more exposed than I think anyone's realizing does that make sense so even though you feel like you're introducing this person to everyone I, I don't feel like there's any shock or any kind of external Mm. thing that's really necessarily that obvious. Mm. Does that make sense? Because it's so personal. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, you know, people are drawn to 
authenticity. People are really drawn to imperfection these days. Like if you're too perfect, it, people ask questions. They're like, oh, I don't think this person's trustworthy. Yeah, but yeah, if you so show, <laughs> yeah, like if you're squeaky clean and you've got nothing, you know, not a hair out, then people are going to be like, oh, you know, they don't feel they can relate to you. And Brene no. Brown mm-hmm. talks about this a lot. Um, imperfection actually creates trust. People are like, oh, finally, she's she's got this shit going on in her life as well. And I think even just this podcast is such a, a huge shining light for your authentic self because you talk about all this stuff, which mm. is amazing. Mm. Um, have you read the book Big Magic by uh, Liz I Gilbert? have, yeah, obsessed with it and listened yeah. to all the podcasts. Oh, yeah, it's a good one. This. I love yeah. what she said about forget being original. So many people are just wanting to be so original and just focus on being authentic. Yeah. So it might be a really similar idea to someone else, but it's not presented by you know you. You're you're what makes. And it I think free. everybody's trying to be different for the sake of being different. Yeah, it's true. You know, yeah. it's like yeah. you know, you will shine even if you're exactly the same as your neighbour and you're doing exactly the same job. And say we had another girl duo that was doing exactly the same stuff as us. But they're still going to shine through differently mm. if they're doing it because it's their it's their their, their kind of I don't want to use the word destiny, but their kind of calling or their purpose mm. or what's what really resonates with them. It, it doesn't it doesn't matter. Yeah, because and th- if you're tapping into that, mm. then that sings on its own. The thing that I love also about Liz Gilbert and that book and the way that she writes, there's like there's not this pressure to be this type of. Per- this type mm. of person, you know, when she talks about creativity and she's like, creativity comes in all different ways and shapes and forms and you don't have to be an artist or a film editor or, or, make, a, a, or make a job from To it. be a creator. Yeah, yeah you don't uh, have to make it your work either. Yeah, yeah, and I, I got one of, my, one of my mates to read about that because she's, that book in particular, because she's always like a bit, uh, she's like, I'm not creative or I don't have an imagination. Like I just, and I, that's what I love most about it. That's that um, story that she tells. What is it about one of her friends that gave up ice skating when she was younger because there's such a pressure around, mm. you know, having to be the best and compete and, and all of that kind of stuff. And then um, I related to that so much. And then oh, a lot wow. of a lot of the work that I'm doing now, it's like getting back to, it's funny, like going back to that inner child kind of work where you go, what actually, what was it before there was all this, mm. this pressure around what it had to be or had to look like, or you have to make a dollar from it. Mm. What did yep. I actually like doing? Because I think a lot of that you kind of, I don't know, you get away from sometimes as you get older because you think you have to. I And I relate to that. I, I remember, I don't know if I spoke about it on the show, but when I realized and thought about, oh, I don't know, became a little bit more of an introvert over mm. the last year or so. Mm. And I remember back to when I was little, if I, it was a Saturday afternoon, I would be in my room reading Babysitter's book, Club books. Mm. Mm. I wasn't really, mm. like I like to go dancing and stuff, but... I was also, I don't know, I just was mm. very happy in my own company and I, I was a bit of a bookworm mm. and a bit of a, I was a bit qui- like a bit more timid. Mm. Not quiet, but I was timid. Mm. And you forget about that girl. And I don't think those, you as a child means nothing. You know, it that's where you are able to be almost your true authentic self. Yeah, it's true. Early on. Mm. And my housemate was the same. She was saying she used to ra- run. She was lived in this little village in Sweden. Like I'm talking like tiny. Mm. And she used to run drama school for everyone. Can you imagine? <laughs> you know her. <laughs> yes. So this couldn't, you could not think of a person. I could not imagine her doing She's that She's so now. quiet. Yeah. yeah. And also, I don't know. It's like she seems just a bit more straight laced than yeah. that. And and it, it made me a bit sad, mm. to be honest, for her. Because mm. I was like, wow, 
adult life really knocked that out of you, mm. you know? Yeah, it's and nice that's to so check sad. in with your inner child and say, like, ask her, what do you want to do today? Well, she's, got, she's painting at the moment. Yeah. So she's painting, yeah. so she's got it back. And I, but, but, yeah, it was interesting. She's had a bit of a big development year herself. Yeah. So she's painting now and she's got something, go, you know, doing that. And, but it was interesting for her to hear those stories about someone you meet and you really, you know, you just would never imagine that. Yeah, no, never. I find it really hard to remember too. Like yeah. I think back, I'm like, because this – podcast that I was listening to, I don't know if Philip's gone off, but talking about in three blocks. So from zero to seven, seven to 14, 14 to 21. Oh, what was Yeah. What was your, uh, hang on, I took a screenshot of it because I'm like, this is amazing. This oh, particular wow. um, podcast is talking a lot about, I think in America. What's as a, the, who, what's, is the podcast called Rewired too? So it's called Rewired Radio and you need to go to number 10. It's called Getting to Know Your Inner Child. Uh-huh. And he talks a lot about, you know, from those three age blocks, what was your core value? What was your core belief? You know, who were you? And it because sometimes it feels a bit big and I'm like, fuck, when I was a kid, I don't know. I don't know what I did. I don't know what I felt. I don't know what I was thinking. But then when you break it up sometimes and, and they do feel like kind of distinctive blocks, that really innocence of childhood and then kind of through the adolescence and then a lot of it for me, a lot of the change I reckon was in that third bit, the 14 to 21. where it. What were you zero to seven? Um, I think I was really... Happy to be the the center of attention without being an annoying like look at me kind of person like, and I think as I got older, so you were confident. I was confident, but I think as the older that I got, I developed this that if I am confident in myself or I do put my hand up, that must mean that I think that I'm up myself or that I think I'm mm. too good. Or if somebody says, oh, sing us a song, Christy, because I always loved to sing when I was younger and the older that I got, even if somebody asked me to do that, I'd say, even though if I really wanted to sing for everybody in my family, let's say it was a family a function or whatever, I'd have to say no three times before everyone goes, come on. And, you know, my mum, come on. Mm. There are, because I thought if I do say yes the first time, they're going to think this little fucking – like <laughs> this little bitch is so up herself. <laughs> she thinks she's the best singer in the world. And I had I developed this real complex where I was like, I've got to pretend to be shyer than I am because people will think that I'm – I th- arrogant, or arrogant, ego. Yeah. yeah, and I've got a, I've, I've got a big ego, so that was beaten out of me a I bit. I reckon I was the opposite. Mm. I reckon I was like, if I need to be creative, I've got to push myself. Yeah, it's funny, isn't but it? But I think deep down, I was quieter, naturally. Yeah, than right. What maybe I am. So it's interesting. What about you, Rosie? Do you remember? It's so foul. I was yeah. so shy. I was just this really. Um, yeah, very quiet. I would be very happy to play by myself. How beautiful, um, though, like all these little children. Like, you know, like <laughs> I let so me just say, I would beautiful. never expect me to do, be doing what I do now. Mm. Like one of my biggest fears, even as like a, yeah, in primary school, was presenting and, and getting up in front of people um, just because I was so shy. I wasn't when I was around people I was really comfortable with. I was outgoing, but um, I love how you tend to – focus on where your fears are and then 
I just can't believe that I'm doing what I'm doing now. I think so yeah. that it goes back to what you were saying though. When you find something that you authentically connect with, it shines. Mm-hmm. So even though naturally you might not want to get a tissue box that I'm looking at and go and stand in front of 700 people and talk about it, if you're passionate about something and you feel comfortable mm-hmm. and you're mm-hmm. in a space that you're meant to be in, mm-hmm. then that Changes, obviously it, you it? don't. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. You're not shy about it because it's your truth. Absolutely. Oh, this yeah. has been bloody good. This it? feels like a big warm sing, hug. Christy, this you need to go sing. Yes, yeah, she does. I mean, no, you don't. I'm not going to tell you what you need to do. <laughs> karaoke. <laughs> yes. Yeah, karaoke sounds good. Yeah, that would be fun. Mm. Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but yeah, that's nice. And good job. You're doing such such amazing work. Thank you. Proud of you oh, every day. You. All Both of you. Of you. Are... Yep. Yeah. Yep. Mm. All right. Order in the court. We need to <laughs> get out of here. Yeah, I know. I'm getting a bit teary up um, in here. Breezy, we wish you all the best of this month of November because it's going to be a bit of a, a big one for you, I think. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, I think it feels so far, it feels really calm and, and good. And this is a, a great conversation just to concrete that feeling so thank you very much check in in another year (laughs) yeah yeah who knows what could happen thank you for sharing too i think it's really it's really powerful and for everybody listening too i think there'd be so many people connecting with the stuff that you brought today especially when it's so fresh (laughs) (laughs) what's that it's just the thinker girls laughing at their latest video Catch it on YouTube, youtube.com slash thethinkergirls. Oh, done and dusted. Episode four of our summer series for Thinker Girl, the podcast. Thanks so much for listening to our fave bits for 2016. It is very, very exciting to think that um, next year is going to be bigger, it's going to be better, and it's going to be crazier than 2016, which, I mean, the mind boggles really where you go, how, but how? But I tell you what, there um, are some very, very exciting big things um, that we look forward to sharing with you guys, with our posse. Um, The Thinker Girls is where you can find us on Facebook or on Omni for any past podcasts. If you haven't already found the Thinker Girls Every Day podcast, which is essentially a chopped down version of our radio show that is across the Kiss and Mix networks um, right across Australia, check it out, thethinkergirls.com.au. If you're missing us um, over your summer break, might be a bit up myself to say that, but no, legit, we do get messages from people like, we miss you and we miss you. We miss you guys, but it is kind of nice to... um have a little bit of time away to come back with some stories because, um, yeah, I don't know what else I was going to say then. I was waiting for Stacey to kind of wrap me up, um, but she's not here, obviously. So thank you for listening. We will be back, peeps, in 2017. Hope you had an amazing Christmas, a stunning New Year's, and we cannot wait to chitty chat in 2017. Love you. Hey, you. Not that we're particularly pushy, but... You should absolutely listen next week. You will love our guests. Yeah. Wink, wink. They can't see you wink, mate. Yeah, I know. Well, that's why I said it. Okay, I don't get it. Well, I'm saying wink, wink, because how else am I going to get across that I'm wink, winking? Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> All right, just listen into next week, please. Were you eavesdropping on this conversation and want more? The girls are chitty-chatting away on Facebook, Snapchat and Instagram. You can download more podcasts at thethinkergirls.com.au. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, Fresh. 